So, um, can we get to, um, can we get to the, the woman now? Thank you. That still has all of her male junk. Uh, Well, I, uh, look, there is a transition going on Mm -hmm. in a physical sense, but Mm -hmm. she's always been a woman. Of course she has. Mm -hmm. So she went into a, um, she went into a, a salon and said, I want my junk waxed. And they were like, we don't do that uh, for guy parts. And <gasps> guy parts? These How are women parts. dare you? Jessica so, Yaniv. Mm-hmm. Yes, she is uh, up in Canada. Mm-hmm. And she went to uh, get her junk waxed. And they said no. And they, they said, we, we don't really do that for, for, for men. And that was a big controversy. She filed a, uh, a claim uh, in... Uh, in the British Columbia Human Rights Tribunal. Because when now, the human rights, you think of, don't I have a right, a human, fundamental human right to, have to my wax? junk wax? Uh, and yeah. of course, the answer to that is yes. But yeah. this particular no, dumb court. This is surprising. This is coming from Canada. Because they're really extreme on the stuff. Bad. Really extreme. Yeah. I mean, they've done terrible things to people for just speaking out. I mean, yeah. you know, look what they were trying to do with Jordan Peterson. Uh, I mean, right. Um, so this is uh, uh, was a surprise in which they actually threw the 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 case out. She wanted to get uh, something like five hundred thousand um, dollars, but that did not that did not happen. Um, in fact, Yaniv was actually ordered to pay two thousand dollars to each of the three uh, uh, to three of four clients represented uh, because of uh, improper conduct. So that's how that mm. case wound up. And look, the Jessica Yaniv parts of our lives was over. Mm-hmm. It's over. Mm-hmm. We don't have to we think have about to that think anymore. about her anymore. And, and, you know, that's good. Mm-hmm. I really don't yes. want to think about it anymore. Right. However, there's a new development in the story. Now, this is where it gets complex. <laughs> this is where yeah. you're not sure which way to go. You tell me. Think about this as we go through the story. Which way does the media go on this? They don't which, know. Do, which way does Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez go on this story see we're consistent we say we're against it yeah it's easy it's It's easy doesn't take any thought imagine the wood and coal that needs to be shoveled into (laughs) cortez's head Mm -hmm. uh just to just to have the power to compute all of the possibilities so jessica yaniv went to the she point beauty salon the she point Mm -hmm. um she went in there Mm-hmm. Wanted some waxing done, mm-hmm. and asked to uh, get her legs waxed mm-hmm. in private, um, and uh, she wanted obviously to have her pants down during this uh, procedure. Now, the waxing situation again, I would not like to force you to think about any more, but it's important to the story mm-hmm. because of the reason. That the salon refused to do it because now there's a new case she's brought, uh, Jessica's brought in front of the court. The reason was a religious objection. So they said they would not wax her. her. I'm sorry. I thought we were talking about Jessica. Yes. Yeah. His. Oh, sorry. Hers. Okay. Um, Would not wax them in this way because they it violated their religious principles so now you have the media who's saying okay 
you've got this wonderful transgendered woman who just needs some waxing done and is and against some evil Christian bastard religious right. extremist Correct. who won't help them. Correct. We know what side. That's easy. AOC. That's not what this on. is. However, mm-hmm. is it, it's not a Christian. Is it Islam? Is it Islam? Because that would make their heads pop. They if it was what, Islam. Yeah. They very well might be on the side of the salon owner. Right. Because that religious ex- ex- uh, uh, extremism isn't extreme. That's, right. normal. That's normal. It's okay and yeah. should be respected. So, they, But it would, it, would, it would be really difficult. They would really have to choose. But this is the complication. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing. Mm-hmm. The salon owner is of the Sikh persuasion. So now you have mm. India being a capitalist country. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But a person of color. Person of color mm-hmm. versus and, and a white the, and, transgendered right. man to woman, right? And you also have you also have them from the uh, from the uh, mm-hmm. the Punjab area. It is the Punjab. That's a good point, Glenn. So, I'm glad you brought up Punjab because it is from the Punjab area. That's what. And there's it, there's something incredibly there's, relevant to this story when you right, talk about Punjab. Right. I'm I'm asking. Mm-hmm. I'm asking you for a. a, a it would be and a, you're from Punjab. Right. So, I mean, I would think that that... It actually feels like a good name for, like, on the menu right. of selections. You can get, like, waxing the legs. <laughs> stop. And you, stop. Stop. I'm just saying the name of the right, town. Right, I got that, that, it. I, I got it. The That's Sikh a whole region. Was and, in the region. Of, right. The Punjab. whole region there of mm-hmm. the Punjab. Okay. And, uh, so, of the, so, where do you come to, down when it's... Jessica Yanni versus okay. the people of Punjab. All right. Now, if you're in the media, who knows? Who knows? I don't know. Okay. Now, let me add, let me take you back to an earlier story from earlier on the program. Mm. Okay. Remember I told you about the British astronaut that, yes, take a moment to process that. Who knew? But Brit- <laughs> the British have an astronaut, mm-hmm. or maybe even two. And uh, one of them said... There are aliens, and they're living among us, and they're invisible. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Now, what about the possibility of aliens living among us, and they're not invisible? Okay. What would you say if I suggested to you that perhaps everyone in the media is an alien? Everyone in the media? Well, maybe not everyone in the right. media. But they just look like... A lot of them. They look, look like just human like beings, us, but they're not. Alien. Right. Now, if I said to you, and I could show you photo, I could take you to it, and I mm-hmm. could prove that it was otherworldly. Okay. If I could take you to the site of a giant spaceship mm-hmm. that had room for a thousand aliens, and in there were nothing but books about journalism... <laughs> Okay, I had no other proof. There's nobody at the ship. Mm -hmm. It crashed maybe 40 years ago, 20 years ago, and it crashed, and we just discovered the ship and riddled with journalism books. Would you be willing to accept pretty quickly? That explains it. Oh, yeah. I mean, we haven't even found the ship. I'm pretty much there. (laughs) (laughs) exactly right exactly right so i have a thesis here and i'd like to get your um percentage of possibility Mm -hmm. on this particular thesis Mm -hmm. 
Uh, Jessica Yaniv. We we really have to go back. No, I'm not going. I, we've already right, we've, okay, we've gone right. through the entire situation as yes. it revolves around the waxing and Punjab and the whole far. thing. Yes, go ahead. What is the percentage of possibility that the whole Jessica Yaniv thing is performance art? We're going to find out in six months. There's a documentary or reality series of this person who actually is trying to show how ridiculous this is and continues Zero. to file a loss. Zero. Really? Zero. Yeah. Zero. I'm at, at least 10%. I mean, not only is she, it's the most extreme and ridiculous thing you it's could a cry do. for help. But it may very well be. That's why I'm only saying 10%. Yeah. But you don't think there's any percentage possibility that this is like, let's say, almost a conservative activist who's living Zero. We're who's not living that, this life we're to not prove how ridiculous this is. We're not that creative. Really? We're just not that creative, no. Uh-uh. It would be a good series. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, you know what? I Think about this. Our own Steven Crowder. Now, I don't believe he's asked for any waxing. We'd have to ask Steven if this has happened. He went in for a pregnancy but check. But he did go in for a pregnancy test dressed as a woman while clearly a man. Mm-hmm. To us to, a Planned Parenthood, wasn't mm-hmm. it? Yeah. And I, be- I believe, if I'm not mistaken, he actually acquired actual pregnant urine. Yeah, he tested positive for pregnancy. And tested positive for pregnancy at a Planned Parenthood. Yeah, now that's not possible for a man. No matter what anyone says to you, Mm. that is not possible for a man. (laughs) I can't believe you have Uh, to say that. That I have to say that? (laughs) You have to say that. I know, it's crazy. By the way, that's not possible for a man to be pregnant, and I want people to know that. Can you imagine, if I'm a time traveler, all I'm doing is I'm going and I'm playing my show (laughs) back to my audience 20 years ago. Oh, yeah. That's all I'm doing. Mm -hmm. You want to know how bad it's going to get? Listen to this. Th- this is this is my actual show in 25 years. Nobody would believe it. Nobody would believe Nobody it. Nobody would believe it. So you don't think there's any chance of that? No. no. I mean it would be a great it would be a great series. It would be. This is a cry for help. This is a cry for help. This okay. person is I I think it would be much more likely that we find this person dead by their own hand sometime in the future. Oh gosh. I mean that's uh they turn that one. They turn that little bit a little dark. I was, I was having some fun with it, and you you kind of brought it to the to the darkest. Always ends with a bullet to that. <laughs> it does with you. It really does. This it is the... <laughs> no. I mean, I just think there are some really sick people right now. Some really yeah. sick people, and some people that are really, really miserable. You did you see the guy who has? I think he had six thousand plastic surgeries to look like the Ken doll. Yeah. Yeah. And now he's like, I'm a woman, and I've always been more like Barbie than Ken. Now, oh, sweetheart, you, no. Yeah, yeah, you're not Ken or Barbie. You're, you, have, you have some sort of disorder that is causing you to think that you will find your, your happiness in looking a different way. But once you complete from going from ken to barbie you're going to be just as miserable Mm. and i just i feel like we are a society that is just cruel we're being cruel to people by by allowing them to live these lives where oh yeah i'm a man and i can get pregnant oh yeah i'm a man with all my junk and i can't go swimming today i'm upset a little bit because i can't go swimming today because if you're menstruating uh you can't get in the pool and i'm menstruating Dude, if you're if you're bleeding from downstairs, okay, with male junk, go see a doctor. 
You're not men menstruating. You, you, Go see a doctor. But have a lacerated kidney. Yeah. Uh, I mean, really, really bad. And we're just doing so much damage to people. We've gone on from our children, giving them all trophies and saying they're all special. Now, some of them suck. Oh, yeah. A lot of them do. Yeah. A lot of, the, a lot of kids are terrible. Yeah. Uh, and some of them in our own family. I mean, I got four. <laughs> I got four. Do you want to name names or? Uh, I don't think I need to. I think they know. So, so you know, we're giving them, we're giving them hope, false hope. We're telling them that oh, they're spectacular. Oh yes, you could win on American Idol. No, you can't. You suck. Now you don't have to say it that way, but we don't tell our children the truth anymore. We don't teach them the truth, and gee. We wonder why suicide is going up. Yeah, you're going to be incredibly disappointed when you realize, you know, you're not Rihanna. That's not you. And it, it shouldn't be you. you. You be you. Rihanna is Rihanna. You be you. And, and, you know, it started out as, hey, I got to be who I am. Okay, be who you are. But if you're like, I'm actually a woman and I'm menstruating, even though I haven't had any junk removed... Dude, that's not you. That's not you. That's a lie. And it's a dangerous lie. And we are enabling really dangerous things for very sad people. Stop it. We're not helping. We are not helping. We are hurting people. You say you have compassion. Compassion requires truth. Back in a minute. You know, it's interesting to me. I think the um, I, I think the the GOP should answer this question about John Bolton one way. John Bolton has uh, said he would testify if he was subpoenaed. So, are you going to call him? This is the only answer. Um, right now, there is nothing facing the Senate because the House has not sent over the impeachment uh, to the House or to the Senate. So. As soon as we get the articles of impeachment, then we can talk about it. Up until now, up until then, you should just talk to Nancy Pelosi. He said she could subpoena and he would answer. So go ahead, subpoena him in the House. This isn't an issue in front of the Senate yet. Yeah, it's true. That's it. There's no process to be had. Yeah, that's it. And it it shuts it all down and goes right back. Tensions are rising now and things are getting hot on the GOP Senate. No, no, it's not. No, we, we don't have anything to act on. No reason to talk about it right now. Yeah. No reason. And there is reason for the House to talk about because, as you point out, they don't. They just because they've turned in the articles of impeachment does not mean they cannot call uh, Bolton as as a witness. They could still do it. They could still open these things right back up and do it if they wanted to. There's obviously other things at play. They're just playing politics. So let's look right now at the the political uh, state of the Democratic Party. Uh, Stu just made some changes to our big board here in the studio of. Here are the front runners. Yeah, they got a shot. The next category is, I mean, maybe if everything goes right. Mm, eh, probably not. Uh, no. And dropped out. <laughs> the dropped out is turning into almost like a Empire State Building type it of really tower. Is. That's amazing. There's a lot Look of candidates. Look at how many candidates. Yeah, I mean, we have six and 15, 18 that have dropped out there. And uh, we're really only down to two, four, six, eight, nine candidates you know that are even that really have any kind of chance at all uh but your top four are the ones that are probably going to make all the difference at least in the first three usually it is decided by south carolina um however 
let's look at Iowa. Iowa could go for Joe Biden, although he's trailing. Um, uh, although he's he's had a couple good polls lately. The, the polling average actually has him leading now in Iowa. Um, though, again, you know, these things are very close. Like right now, the 538's average of polls has Biden at 22, Sanders at 20.4, and Buttigieg at 18.9. And Buttigieg has fallen off a little bit. He was leading early December um by yeah you know a few points i mean four or five points on average um but he's fallen off a little bit and i don't think there's a path for Buttigieg to win the nomination without iowa no he has to he win he has iowa. to win iowa because he more won't, than anybody else in the he won't win there. new hampshire and he won't win south carolina yeah i don't think so i mean he's he's not doing terribly in new hampshire he's you know south carolina new hampshire's going to go for for bernie sanders or elizabeth warren and that's again Warren's path there is closes closed. And, and the thing is, if Sanders can win in Iowa, you think it probably closes the path for Elizabeth, Elizabeth Warren, Warren to be the nominee. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sanders is a quirky enough candidate that he might be able to go back and win New Hampshire after losing Iowa. I don't think that's the same for for Warren. I don't. I don't think that's true. Um, right now in. In New Hampshire, Joe Biden at 21.1, Sanders at 21, Warren is at 14.7, Buttigieg 13. I mean, it's not so out of the question if, Buttigieg if could win. Bernie Sanders people could convince the caucus to throw Elizabeth Warren under the bus and go with him. And remember, the caucus is different. Like, you don't go into a closed booth and no, poll. It's, it's not how very, this thing it's works. It's weird. It's a weird conversation, basically. And everyone kind of knows where the candidates stand. And they ask you, do you want to change... Are you changing your support? You have an opportunity to change your support. Right. So if you see Biden is up by two over Sanders and you're a Warren supporter, you may very well switch over to, uh, Sanders. to Sanders to try to give him the win. Right. Um, because you'd rather have Sanders than Biden, even though he's not your first choice. Correct. So that's why Sanders does very well in caucuses and did very well against Clinton in caucuses last time. Did not do so well in primaries. Um, but, you know, he, the caucus is a good opportunity, again, San, for Sanders to actually take a lead here. One of the interesting things that could present itself is, let's say, a Buttigieg win in Iowa, mm-hmm. a Sanders win in, in in New Hampshire, very plausible. And a Biden win in South Carolina. Well, and you're forgetting about Nevada, which you could see a Warren win in Nevada, and then a uh, a Biden win in South Carolina— then you've got Super Tuesday, which is when essentially Bloomberg enters the race with $250 million spent in those states. That is like the ultimate chaos situation and totally the thing I'm rooting for because it would be really fun. <laughs> I mean, that is like, uh, that is a, a, not only a political nerd dream, but also the dream of someone who, who just wants to see chaos in the Democratic Party. Uh, so you look at that field and I think that's what you have. If you want to talk outlier possibilities here, uh, Amy Klobuchar's polling lately is coming up. She's She seems to be making a little bit of a push in Iowa. She doesn't need to win Iowa. If she can finish in, the, let's say, the top three in Iowa, that's going to be something very positive for her, and she might be able to have a little bit, um, a, some legs going forward. Uh, and Bloomberg, of course, comes in on Super Tuesday. It's a, it's a you, know, you know, obviously this didn't work for Giuliani trying to run late, but Giuliani was no billionaire. He didn't spend $250 million on the campaign. And if you're fractured, if Hmm. you're fractured with everybody, it it could work this time. I mean, I I could easily see a different winner in every single uh, of the four 
first states. Because one of the biggest union states is Nevada, and Warren does very well with unions. Now, so does Sanders, and it kind of strikes me to think if Sanders wins one of those two states, Sanders probably will also win Nevada. But, it's but does are people convinced that Sanders could beat Trump? You know, I don't know how you could be. I, I mean, he seems to me to be among the worst uh, right. opportunity. I think, look, I've been clear about this for many, many years, and I think it's totally true. And it was true, I believe, in the Clinton-Trump election. When it gets down to one versus one, anything can happen. Mm-hmm. Anything can happen. Any candidate can beat the other candidate when it's essentially one versus one. Um, and when you get to the point where it's, it's, you know, don't dismiss Sanders or Warren if they get up against uh, Donald Trump. Like, I think the perfect candidate for Donald Trump to face off against is Elizabeth Warren. If you could design a candidate that Donald Trump could defeat most easily, I think it would be Elizabeth Warren. That being said, if the economy has a bad quarter before the election, everything's up in the air. Mm-hmm. If, if, you know, if, if war, war happens up. or a terrorist attack, who knows? Yeah. All these things. And even, you know, a, a, a weird controversy at the last minute, who knows what happens? But that's why it's kind of like you get nervous if a Sanders or a Warren becomes the nominee because, God forbid, one of them win. They are real, especially Sanders is a real uh, ideologue. I I don't know about you, but Joe Biden, the only thing I worry about with Joe Biden is who he picks as vice president. Because I I honestly, and I don't mean this in a bad way, I just don't see him. uh, I I could see him retiring in the first two years or, Mm. you know, uh, or not being. He doesn't you know, seem he's strong. slipping. He's slipping. He's not strong. It's, I mean, it's he's 80. And again, like you could say, oh, well, you're just criticizing some old Democratic no. guy. Well, I won't say the same about Sanders. Sanders' heart is having all sorts of issues, but he seems to have tons of energy. And he's, he's saying the same socialist things he was saying in 1981. Right. So you kind of. I mean, and Sanders does have, he does have energy that Joe Biden doesn't. No, I know. I mean, you know, say what you want about Bernie Sanders and his heart. That's not a good thing. That's not a good sign. But that guy is just like the Energizer Bunny. He yeah. just goes and goes. He's like Donald Trump. And Trump is the same way. Trump yeah. is the same way. Just never stops. Joe Biden is is doesn't look healthy. He doesn't. You know, he just he looks like, you know, an 80-year-old that is, you know, towards the end. I mean, and then you look at the polling averages. Biden leads in Iowa by a tick. Biden leads in New Hampshire by a tick. He leads a ton in South Carolina. He leads nationally 27 to 18 over Sanders. Warren at 15, Buttigieg at 7. I mean, it's just like he, again, this has been his to lose this entire time. Uh, And he's really good at losing. I mean, he's done nothing but lose every time he's run for president. uh, In embarrassing fashion most of the time. Here... He's holding the lead, I think, just because these other candidates are, are just so crazy, so bad. I, I, like, it's hard to unify around somebody like, you know, uh, Elizabeth Warren or Bernie Sanders. So the categories we have is front runners. We have Biden and Sanders there. Sanders still, I mean, he's right there in both of the early states and is second place nationally. Uh, yeah, they've got a shot is the next category. Elizabeth Warren and Pete Buttigieg are there. The next one is, I mean, maybe if everything goes right, we have Amy Klobuchar and Michael Bloomberg. And Bloomberg is a real wild card here. Show me the, show me the path for Amy. I think Amy is, is well, winning Iowa puts her in the, in the picture. She's currently, uh, she'd be currently fifth, however, rising. And if she is, if something happens, let's say where Joe Biden really screws up and his, uh, you know, his appeal were to fall apart, Klobuchar and Buttigieg would be the, the 
the candidates for that lane. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're right. Biden has to fall apart for that to happen. That's not impossible, even this close. I Because mean, February 3rd, it's the oh, day yeah. after the Super Bowl, by the way, is, is the Iowa caucus. Then you have um, uh, Klobuchar. It's, it's unlikely, but I, I'm keeping her in that category. The next one is eh, probably not. Cory Booker. can't believe he's, he's still in. Still, I, I can't believe it either. Tom Steyer, who I think would have a better chance if it wasn't for Bloomberg. He's doing running the same campaign as Bloomberg yeah, yeah. with the money and everything. He's much more liberal than Bloomberg, but also... That's saying has, something. Yeah, but he has no personality, yeah. uh, so he's in real trouble. And Andrew Yang, I think you can, un, you can say I'm being unfair by putting him in category four of five here. His fundraising was excellent. $16 million. He's in, I think, third or fourth in the fundraising. You see the whipped cream incident? I did. That's why he's in. Eh, probably yeah. not. Yeah. No. The, yeah, the whipped cream I, thing I, was weird. I like Andrew Yang. Kind I do of. too. I, like he seems like a likable guy. His policy uh, positions, though, are not nearly socialist enough for this field. And I, you know, like he can. He's I mean, got he's a, a businessman. I mean, he's yeah. he's still very very left. And I wouldn't want his policies, you know, uh, because I think some of his policies are really bad economically. Yeah. Um, but he's at least a. Uh, an understandable guy uh, a guy who you know you're like oh, i could i could talk to him yeah and you know i could have a real conversation with him yeah and he seems to be somewhat respectful of conservatives but i mean like look at his policy prescriptions yang talks nonstop about universal basic income which sounds mega super super liberal and is in my mind i don't like the policy however part of his policy is also getting rid of like every welfare policy in the united states Correct. And there's no way the Democratic Party Never. of 20, of any year, but certainly Never. not 2020, is going to be like, yeah, let's get rid of uh, food stamps and welfare and uh, Medicaid and all of these other but things. But let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. Which party is in real trouble? You have Joe Biden, the last gasp of the old Democratic Party. Okay. Uh, you have Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren. Uh Let's just let's just stick to the top five. Elizabeth Warren, Bernie Sanders, socialist, socialist. Yes, they're not traditional American uh, political entities. They're socialist. Then you have Pete Buttigieg, a guy who's really there because nobody knows anything about him. Now he looks, he seems to be smart, but has no record, right. nothing none, to criticize because he's never done really correct. anything. Okay, so he's he's a really a non-entity and an identity politics candidate correct. as well. Correct. Uh, then you have um, Michael Bloomberg, who I guess, and Tom Steyer could be categorized in the Joe Biden, but they're not really. I mean, Steyer's really more of a Sanders Warren yes. type of guy, but he's, Correct. you know, just because he has a lot of money, he seems to be more on that side. I mean, I guess. what is the future of this party I mean, that's a bad, in that's America? A that's a bad field right there. That's really bad. I mean, Buttigieg and Klobuchar, maybe Klobuchar, you could say, okay, you can kind of see the future. I don't know, maybe... Maybe you think Cory Booker, I mean, he's never proven anything. Horrible. I mean, the rest of this field, I mean, Bennett, I mean, Gabbard is just so out of the step with the party at this point. Uh, you know, she's too well liked by, you know, moderates and conservatives. And I think she's got some good qualities, but she's not going to win this primary. Delaney, still in it. Patrick, still in it. Deval Patrick is still in this. And Marianne Williamson, who's laid off her entire campaign staff, still continues to be active. Uh, it, but, like, I mean. The yoga classes. Well, yes, yes. <laughs> and, well, she also sells essential oils. Yeah, so, so yeah. we got that going for us. America, you know. 
Back in the 1860s, Gettysburg is what brought America back together. It was the beginning of the healing, and we hope that that will be the case again. Restoring the Covenant is uh, my latest uh, effort on the summer, and this year it is happening. uh, The event itself is Saturday, July 4th. But there are events that go for a week, uh, and you can find out all about it. There is limited space on this. It's in Gettysburg. If you've never been there, it's not a big place. Uh, And we would love for you to find out more about it. And if you have intent on coming, please sign up now so we know. Limited space. Glenbeck.com slash restore. Go there now. Join us this July 4th, this Independence Week, and restore the covenant. Glenbeck.com slash restore. You're listening to Glenn Beck.